0: my mom shouts to the lad who came up with that terminology it's my favorite um hello everybody welcome to another episode of cow daily um really pleased to see you. um well he had arrived that is obviously there's a lag on the stream probably seeing about seven minutes according to zoe yesterday um as, I, as i've said a few times um we will be uh going back to a regular time soon um, probably next week to be honest. Um, just get me sleeping pattern sorted out. And um, I'm pleased to report. i got nearly seven hours sleep last night. Get in. Um, I've averaged four hours a night for like two months. That's the only relevance or, um, any link to Thatcher that I've got whatsoever other than hatred. So fantastic. Um, I've managed to mention Thatcher without swearing in the first five minutes as well probably deserving of a medal that like for a lad from the northeast from a mining family what are you gonna do though anyway please go to the community tab that's on youtube.com forward slash cow daily that's the community tab Um, we're migrating a lot of our written work over to that from the Facebook page in the meantime it'll be kind of like there and there but we'll mention in the posts as well um, please go to the community tab and engage with the stuff there because it actually helps well on YouTube on Facebook. It ain't helping nobody, but Facebook. So, um, yeah, if you go to youtube.com forward slash cow daily, uh, community tab, and that'll be really appreciated. It helps us well to grow this channel. Uh, also if you could watch on youtube.com forward slash cow daily. Um, we're trying to get back. The hours we lost, um, towards monetization from when I had, um, time off after nearly dying in a road crash, which sucked, not the, the way you want to start the year, but first time since then had nearly seven hours sleep. Couldn't be happier. Honestly, it just shows you how, um, much good sleep really affects your life. I've known throughout this period that I'm not really depressed. I just lack sleep. And, um, last night proved it still woke up twice in the night. Like, but, um, I things I've turned around and I'm happy and I can like, I'm not being a snappy, um, B it's two minutes, 39. Ross Clark, <laughs> I don't know what I can say. What is allowed in the first five minutes bugger? Is that allowed? I'm going to just go through a laundry list of swear words until we get banned, sorry. Sorry, YouTube. I'll, we'll wait till five minutes, one, and then it's game on. Let's take some comments, see who's about. Zoe's in. Hello, Zoe. MS is in. Notification came through within a minute. Glad to be here today. Glad you're here, my friend. Um, Zoe's saying, also, notification came straight through today. I did make sure all was picked on the bell options. Sweet. I think that's probably the magic dart in it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to a regular time because I like structure. um. It really helps, and I'm sure it helps helps a lot of you as well. Um, I've just kind of like really have to get things at home sorted first with the dogs and whatever. It's just been stressful the last few months, more stressful than usual. <laughs> but uh, sleep, Jesus, I'm so happy, man! It's it's the best. Just have a drink for the audio people. Two seconds. Um, rocking some ginger tea today. Plan on going for a nice walk after this and just going to the shop and buying a gang of herbal tea. Other healthy things too. Um, just trying to claw my health back. Um, just happy as Larry. Didn't smash my face up. Doesn't look like I've got any long-term brain damage problems. So, <laughs> buzzing. Anyway, shall we talk about what we're going to talk about? So we're going to talk about a couple of things today. Um, get through them. Um, mainly the bank and crash Um, that may have been averted in the short term, but I fail to see how it's gonna. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that when we get into it. Um, so we're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna st- obviously have to mention fascism. But what I'd like to start with is I'm gonna try and do this. What is what is our hope today? Um, what is the positives in all of this darkness? And I just like to shout these people out. Just bear with us when Streamyard allows it. Running a bit slow today for some reason. Let's just kick that out of the stream. Weird. Hello, it's back. So I posted this today and it's um, reposting Cannock kind of Chase welcomes refugees who did sterling work fighting fascism on the street last week by turning up and getting in the way of it all. And that's how it's done. Well done. Um, so I've just wrote, saying what these people are doing, fighting fascism at the shop and face to face, putting themselves in danger in the way of people playing war and persecution from the assaults of organized and violent far-right masquerading as locals. My heart fills with pride that you're out there, shoulder to shoulder against fascism. You are our hope today, thank you. Big up Canuck Chase welcomes refugees and everybody out there um, fighting alongside vulnerable people, both literally and figuratively sometimes. Um, but that's fascism, isn't it? And like, look, we've got patriotic alternative, or well, what they want to call themselves, this week um turning up in places doing the leaflet and then getting you know masquerading as locals and then whipping up locals as well which is very easy to do um during these times of economic um economic problems and issues as we'll see later on i mean there's so many examples of fascism being on the rise when um finance is low and i mean it's one of the reasons i would suggest since the 2008 crash which links this entire piece together today um, we've seen a rise in that type of fascism. I mean, you look at Golden Dawn in Greece, um, Pegida, Germany, and AFD, and 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 I mean, Vox in Spain. Um, we have the other one with that Farage-like Belend in Portugal. Um, what time? It's six twenty-nine. Um, nah, I'm gonna swear it's low-hanging fruit, but you get me point. Another bit of hope today, uh, Mister Cow. This was a private message, by the way. Just wanted to, once again, thank you for doing what you are doing. Having someone actually calling out fascism has been good for the soul. Just watch today's live recording. Thank you, sir. Right back at you, my friend. Um, Things like that lift me up and want want me to keep going, um, receiving those things. And it's always nice receiving them. But you know what? It's extra special when you receive it from a person of color because it's them that are having to walk down the street in the midst of all this. I'm white. I can walk down the street, um, and if people don't know I'm an anti fascist and they're fascist, then I can just slime my way through. People of color have to walk down the street, and uh, by the very nature of who they are, they get targeted by absolute rotters. And um, stuff like that from that lad there it means something to me, it means a lot to me, actually, um, because I know how hard it is to stand up against this and all of the cra- crap that you receive of horrible, horrible people but I don't know what it's like to not have white skin and what that's like walking through Britain in 2023. So all I'll say is like, we stand alongside you and the way is all of us. If you are against fascism and you show it, then that's our people in it. Like this is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous time. If you want to not say anything, that's on you. But I'm cutting straight to the shit. I'm not playing this sort of nice, nice game anymore. I'm judging you. Like we all are. I had a good person on, like a good friend on FaceTime, as I mentioned last week, crying. And it's not just because of the fascism, it's because of the people who are like ducking their heads under. Many people who during the safer times, 2015 to 19, it was all cool, wasn't it? All cool to be all like sort of against like fascism and all the bad things. So where are you now? And, um, that's the thing, stand up. You've got got to stand up. If you're going to do all of this like fashion activism thing, where you turn your your bloody profile picture black and all of that, where are you now? I remember getting grief off people because I didn't change the profile picture black. And all I said to them is let's see where you are in a year or two. So here we are. So where are you? And why isn't your profile picture still black then? It's like, all I would suggest is go on YouTube, type Limmy Cancer Bands. He's a Scottish comedian and that's you, but you could change. You could actually step up and practice what you preach. I mean, literally pick your phone up and, and type into Facebook, like to your entire group of friends, something, something, I don't like fascism. Start that conversation, accept the people that you might have grown up with or other people who've got bullshit opinions and their heads have been mashed. And challenge that because um people of color walking around and they don't have these privileges and luxuries that a lot of like we do as white people. Um, as I explained just before. So yeah, now's the time. If you ever wanted to know how you'd have reacted back in the day, well, here we are. And and also remember, if you're sitting here Like laughing, going, what's he talking about? It's not real fascism and that. Hey, the road to fascism is littered with gobshites like you. Littered with them. So anyway, moving on. What do we want to talk about? Before we do, if you're watching this on the playback, right? um, Stop this. And I think you can get this possibly on YouTube. Um, It was released in 2010 and it's about the 2008 crash. Uh, won the academy award for best documentary feature it's called inside job it's absolutely cracking really good um so yeah get yourselves um stuck into that um and maybe give you some like background and come back to this piece if you want um or just keep watching whatever you wish as i say this is all about like sort of just trying to pass on knowledge skills and experience and this is one of the things that I really think people should have a look just to understand what's happened. And also to understand like what isn't being done too. you know, there's, there's a lot that is not being done and it should be being done. But as we'll see, there are reasons for that corruption. So I'm going to add this to the screen, the screen, the screen. Um, and this is Repub- uh, representative, it's not Jesse Jackson, I'll tell you at the end, it's Re- representative Jackson. And it's been. Um, it's basically um, giving you some background on what the hell went on in America the other day. Very interested in hearing what your thoughts are about it. And it actually sounds mad scary. You'll find out why in a minute. Just bear with us. I'll just get this started for you. Here we go.
1: It's about 2 a.m. and I just wanted to bring you up to speed on everything that's happened tonight because you're probably seeing a lot of headlines right now. Earlier tonight, there was an emergency Zoom call with several hundred members of Congress. It was convened by the Treasury Department and we were given about 15 minutes notice. It was literally on regular Zoom. I was sent a link. I clicked the link and most of Congress was there. That's not normal, but neither is the situation. The purpose of the meeting was to announce extraordinary steps that will now be taken to secure our financial system. You're going to hear from the president today, along with leaders of both parties, but here's what's happening. Three days ago, we had the second largest bank failure in American history. It happened because there was a bank in California called Silicon Valley Bank. It lost a lot of money, causing a lot of its customers to get scared and try to withdraw their money, and it caused a run on the bank. So the federal government, through the FDIC, stepped in and closed the bank. Here's the problem. Typically, your deposits in a bank are only protected up to $250,000. But the vast majority of customers at this bank had deposits more than that because this bank specialized in startups and small businesses. And the uncertainty about what would happen to customers with more than $250,000 in deposits started to spread to other banks. A New York bank failed last night. Others have started flashing red. Basically, people with money at smaller banks were getting scared and transferring their money into bigger banks, and we were in the early stages of a domino effect. Which brings us back to the emergency Zoom call. All the depositors at the Silicon Valley Bank will be made whole. Same with the bank in New York. We're going to pay for that with the fund that banks already pay into, not with taxpayer money. And the people being protected are just the depositors. These are mainly businesses that otherwise would have to close and lay off thousands of people because they chose the wrong bank we're not protecting the management or the people who own stock in the bank right now every step being taken has one purpose to make sure this domino effect ends now we caught it early enough so that taxpayers won't have to pay we can pass the bill on to the banks as long as this panic stops here there's going to be a huge political debate now about bank regulation and how much risk we're willing to let them take going forward good Clearly, we have to make some changes, but today is about not sinking the boat that we are all in. You can be angry at all of this, so long as you know that your deposits at your bank are protected because the full weight of the federal government has decided they will be. You need to hear that, you need to know that it's true, and you need to share that message so that we can make sure this becomes a political debate and not a financial crisis. And for anyone who follows me, I promise to keep you posted.
0: Cheers, mate! Thanks for keeping me posted, uh, representative. What's your name, Jeff? Thanks, Jeff. I don't know which side of the aisle you're on, but I do not believe you in a lot of ways. The top moment is <laughs> what struck me. There was right. They're on about like Cold War 2.0 and all of that, just from a security perspective, right? Zoom they've got vir- they've virtually held a virtual congress meeting on zoom that's how dangerous this was if like that implies heavily right that if we waited another 10 minutes without like signing this off the whole of capitalism explodes that i mean it should go without saying but that is not stability is it there's nothing stable about that so what the hell is going on and you've got this soft soap like you can be angry about this but just know we got this mate you did it on just bloody zoom man look into like look into zoom who owns zoom right let's just do it dead simply here this is apparently right the (laughs) the most powerful country on earth and they haven't worked out how to secure a meeting now this off the back of a two-year lockdown period in a lot of different places where Zoom exploded in popularity, right? Why have they not got a secure version? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is, a, this is like the American Congress meeting on Zoom to sign off what is more than an emergency package, clearly. But then we're going to make all these, like, videos and try and dampen it down. Right, so let's have a look, shall we? Who owns Zoom? Zoom's main private shareholders comprise Eric S. Yuan, a Chinese-American billionaire businessman that founded Zoom. Okay. Now, I'm obviously not saying that this is a problem, but other people have said this is a problem. And if you're of the right or whatever, why aren't you going mad that your precious capitalism has just been saved on Zoom, which has been pegged as having some real real security problems. Why is that being allowed to happen? It's an absolute clown show, man, right? How did this affect the UK though? Let's have a look. This is from Bloomberg. I'll just lash it up on the screen. And um, it will give us a bit more of like how this, how this went down globally, that kind of thing. So just throw it up here for you good people. Pressing play now. Let's go. Indeed,
2: Anna. We've had a statement from the Bank of England confirming that HSBC is going to buy SVB UK, reassuring us that SVB UK will operate as normal under HSBC UK and that the Bank of England uh, says the depositor money is safe. Now, as you say, it echoes the US response. Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, is in the US in San Diego meeting US President Joe Biden. And it really was crucial, Anna, to step in at this moment because even though... The U.K. branch is smaller than the U.S. parent, even though Rishi Sunak had said that the U.K. financial sector was safe. Most of the clients of SVB U.K. are in tech, and it comes before the March budget on Wednesday from the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, and he is under pressure to grow the U.K. economy. He was set to focus on making Britain a science and tech superpower, so he really needs to shield those businesses. Uh, It's 3 million uh, staff in the tech sector generally in the UK, uh, and this Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves was putting pressure on the Chancellor to act quickly uh, because uh, she says it's a wake-up call that this that the UK in general is so reliant on foreign cash. Uh, so here we have the response.
0: Big up, Lizzie Burden. Um, <laughs> it's really nice hearing, like, Manx on, on these kind of Bloomberg things. All right, Lumps, yeah, it's all gone to shit. Hell in a hand cart, isn't it? Don't take your money out, banks. It'll crash capitalism in it. Right. Hold on a minute. Two seconds. Got the wrong one there for you. Bit more to go. So um, a few bits of reaction from the UK version from around the internet. This is Ross Shana on Twitter. Um, the Times says, Silicon Valley Bank, multi-million pound bailout for UK tech planned. So what's she saying here is, got $7 billion for this, but not $2 billion for NHS staff. Silicon Valley Bank, blah, blah, blah. Fair point. Mr. Andy Hacker on the same article. No money to restore junior doctor's pay, which would cost £1 billion, but you have managed to find £7 billion to bail out your banker mate. What a bunch of utter pricks you are. In the sea with you all. It's hard to, it's hard to counter that, really, isn't it? Um, This version from The Guardian. UK working on cash lifeline for tech firms hit by Silicon Valley bank collapse. Um, These libertarian bankers are like cowboy builders, says European Powell on Twitter. The so-called masters of the universe have got things wrong again. Banks know the state would bail them out. Private wealth rules. Taxpayers, of course, suffer consequences of their gambling addiction. Absolutely spot on. Casino capitalism back again. Again, watch inside job. They have learned not a bloody thing. Not a thing. So here we are once again, 2023 looking at the same old thing developed with the same old people with the same old solutions that they aren't solutions and i use that um like a sly lad anyway this was from our facebook page and i thought this was a great summing up and it's daniel lincoln big up mate um there'll be another housing market crash the current system is utterly unsustainable and housing prices shouldn't rise at a rate vastly over wages the housing market is still being used by banks as a tool for investment Until banks are banned from using customers' money for investment, the system will keep crashing in a cycle because the people manipulating the system don't ever suffer from the crash. Absolutely and utterly spot on. And only somebody like Daniel, it appears, can just rationally lay this out because the key point of of all of the key points he makes there for me is if people aren't experiencing this, then they're insulated from its effects If people are like brought up anyway, like a lot of these people in their schools are to not care about anybody other than their own people, which is is what happens. We see it, then we're going to see this stuff continue to cycle around because a lot of these people stuck into these roles are just useful idiots for the people who really control things. Let's keep it real. I mean, how a Liz Truss? (laughs) Like, I mean, if that doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. I mean... The top moment is, why are the likes of Jeremy Hunt making these decisions? I mean, what an absolute tool bag that guy is. And I mean, talk about like, you know, just coming off the back of rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic with the whole Liz Truss, Tory, Rishi Sunak, whoever prime minister is this week's scenario. But then, then we've got much more. Hold on a minute. Let's fucking pull this up. This is wild. Just pulling it up. I mean, just before we do, Lance is saying, yes, because problems from 2008 were just kicked down the road. Petro Della power is waning. It is. Um, you can see that with the move from uh, for countries towards BRICS, um, which is like Russia. Um, so the Saudis are moving towards that. It's very interesting. And also for Newcastle United fans, just as a, an aside, um, watch what happens with Saudi moving towards BRICS because the the only thing that the west or western uh, economies can do in that scenario when they uh, know that the balance of hegemonic power is shifting away from them is sanctions war that's probably all they've got left right sanctions um are probably not going to work as much because of the concentration of wealth that's happening within BRICS, which usually Traditionally, would go towards the United States and their hegemonic power. So there's a shift happening globally. So for Newcastle United fans, um, that might have been the only chance to win a trophy. To be fair, because you know there's a precedent. That's Roman abrahamovic Oot. So I can see a scenario developing much the same. Um, sorry, Newcastle United fans. Gates are in the FA Trophy semi final though. Um, so come along, support your local team. Right, so um, this from the Financial Times, and the source is the International Monetary Fund (IMF). The UK has gone from the most robust G7 economy to one of the weakest. um, Average annual growth in real GDP per head. I mean, you can see it's absolutely utterly. I mean, this isn't the type of economy like that you would want to go into. What's to come with um, banking crash? I was going to say 2.0, but there's been a few sly ones. So 27.96 recurring. I mean, the thing is they're going to go around and around and around and nothing's going to change, as some of the people said in the comments there. So nothing's going to change for the better anyway. There's a hell of a lot that's going to change for the worst. That's a fact. Um, And people want to just be banging the drum and putting the crisp gadget on a, on a pedestal, who ultimately... <laughs> I honestly... Mystic Cow predicts Gary Lineker is going to have some form of connection to the Labour Party. Either he stands or he's like waving it through. Got to vote for these. Get the Tories out, guys. He's a millionaire. I'm not going to do Lineker today. I've done far too much on him, but Jesus, like this kind of like hero worship shit, man. You'd <coughs> say it sticks in my throat, <laughs> quite literally. Right. Just put this back in the stream. Bear on the waists. This tweet, right? Duke on Twitter, trying to show the poor that they're better off by pointing out how well the stock market is doing is like my boss telling me I don't need a raise and show me his brand new Mercedes as evidence. Where I'm coming from in this, right, is this cool sort of, Oh, it's growth, it's growth. Labour are doing it, that's all they've got. We'll build growth, growth, Tories, growth, 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 growth. We live on a planet with finite resources coming towards the end of late-stage capitalism. These people believe in a capitalist, realist approach, and they can't possibly see beyond that. And that's a, often what um, informs their feeling of righteousness when they go off on mad smear campaigns. These people are bullshit, right? The people that like want to show us this like growth of the economy or the stock market, like it benefits us at all. Unless you've got stock or investments or whatever, none of this is benefiting you. Because quite honestly, quite a lot of the time, one one way for a corporation to um, enhance its prices is to um, just lay off staff. And a lot of them did that after 2008. Don't forget that like Cameron and whatever used this whole austerity thing. And it was, a, it was just a beard a lot of the time for business just to lay off staff and then double the workload of the existing staff and use fear to do it. Well, that's only going to like last for a certain amount of time because you, like, what we've got now is a burned-out workforce, right? And they're all like saying, like, oh, we need to get people back to work. The problem is capitalism, and the problem is low wages and things cost a lot, and these fuckers are, are like saying, oh, we'll reduce inflation, and then that will just help things. When has that ever, ever benefited everybody living in poverty? has there ever been no poverty under capitalism no never then so like th- these are these are massive problems man these are massive problems in our society generally and i fail to see who in the sort of media journalism class who all seem to have went to school together generally are actually pointing out reality speaking of reality <laughs> Um, We do go out of our way to undermine Keir Starmer every day on this show. It's only right, considering Mandelson went out of his way to undermine our movement. So fuck all of you people. Turns out Keir Starmer's followers, almost half of them, are fake accounts. Somebody ran a follower quality distribution report on his account. Forty point six percent That's 570,858 fake followers. Unsurprising, because the man's fake as hell. Strange, innit? Must be nothing to do with the fact that Corbyn's got like more than three times the amount of followers. These are the people where that type of stuff matters to them. How about as a Stormer? Instead of buying your fake followers or getting your people to, you just do good things and then people are going to follow you as a result of it. Shouts to Jeremy Corbyn, but also stop being a bit of a melt at the minute, Jeremy, and just like do what you know to do. Bye. Um, stole Staniforth on Twitter, who I reference all the time, but it's just one of the best accounts at Sol Staniforth. Follow that person. More labor bullshit. Labour's Jonathan Ashworth. I definitely would not have endorsed the language that Gary Link used in that tweet, and I don't think anybody's defending that tweet. Um, lots of people are. Just gotta keep pointing this shit out. Also, Rob Incognito on Twitter. On the left, 13 years the Tories have left Britain out of pocket. That's Labour propaganda. On the right, Labour tried to block new laws to stop the boats, And then lots of vulnerable people run onto a beach, which I'm sure they want people to think is just generally horrible criminals or something. Absolute mad people. So both of our major parties just attacking each other on the issues they are fundamentally no different on. And that's all they're doing. They're attacking each other on different... On seemingly different issues, and I would suggest in an attempt to delineate themselves from each other, when in reality, their policy platforms are very much the same. So you have, two seconds, Ashworth coming on, getting tied up in his own bullshit. They're also getting tied up in um, a lot of the anti-Semitism stuff that that they've got involved in, because now they can't say the thing that the public are are overwhelmingly supporting, which is Lineker, because the people that they've beat, uh, had behind them are attacking him. It's a fucking clown world, man. How about just telling the fucking truth? Because you, then you won't have to be caught up in this lie. All that's happening now, right? And there's two years to the election, by the way, You've seen the Ashworths and whatever, and people who don't follow things like the Ford Report and whatever are just seeing these people look increasingly shifty on national television and general media. Good. Keep it coming. What else we got? Rachel Reeves. She's the equivalent of Keir Starmer in a wig or the Labrador from Reeves and Mortimer. My wife's going to kill me. Seriously, I can't look at her without thinking. Like, What was he called? Greg Mitchell. She's Greg Mitchell in a wig. Sorry, not sorry. What she's saying, new. And this is from the Evening Standard. She's saying, what she's saying, millions of workers see another fall in real-term pay. Hmm, why could that be, Rachel? Is it the political class you're part of? Yes. Did you talk about it in Davos at the World Economic Forum? Who knows? Probably. Anyway, she's saying real wages have fallen again, and there are few people killing them. In employment than before the pandemic. While other G7 countries bounce back, Britain is stuck in the slow lane. Labour is a plan to get our economy grown and to get people back to work. Just a little bit on this. Absolutely mental, this like in it. Trickle down economics has been completely discredited. Discredited. And these people have nothing left other than we need more growth. Growth, because that wins. I'm the shadow chancellor and I'm an economic illiterate. From Business Insider, December the 7th, 2021. This is known for like a year and a half. A huge study of 20 years of global wealth demolishes the myth of trickle-down and shows that rich are taking most of the gains themselves. That's why Rachel Reeves is doing it, everybody. Big reveal. She's after the rich. So here, Business Insider. Bullet point one, it's no secret there's inequality across the economy, but huge new report shows just how much. Two, the 2022 World Inequality Report demolishes the myth that tax cuts for the rich will trickle down. Three, the bottom half of the global population holds just 2% of all wealth, while the top earn 10% and 76%. Do you think that's sustainable? <laughs> no, it's not, strangely enough. But yet, Labour keep persisting in this. Mad as a ship's cat, the whole lot of it. Pure clown world. A few comments before we get off, because I've got to go out to the shop and buy me some herbal tea. And also thanks to the patrons for funding that herbal tea. This is you. I thank you. It's good for me health, and God knows I need it at the minute. Right, what we got? Carlos in the house. Uh, What's he saying? Dude, can you post a direct YouTube link to your YouTube site? I'm having difficulty finding it direct. No problem, pal. I hope you're still watching. It is this one here. YouTube.com forward slash cowdaily. YouTube.com forward slash Daily. Links are in the description of this podcast, so you can click straight through to it. Sorted. Cheers for that, mate. Really appreciate you letting us know that. um, These are the things that really help. Barbara saying Groundhog Day, vomit emoji, tell us about it, mate. Every single bloody time with these people in it, and round and round we go. And people like you and I, well, we just keep going round and saying the same old things and being called cranks, but yet being proved right. Strange times. Um, Carlos goes on to say, I'm envisaging forcing people to work for benefits and also forcing the sick into work. I agree, that's definitely going to happen. And I would suggest it's because you can't bring in um, cheap labor from abroad so easily now. And labor are definitely not going to try and bring that in before any election because they believe the re- mythical red wall exists. Carlos goes on, what doesn't burn them out will kill them, in which case objective achieved. This might possibly also apply to the traditional Tory age base. The elderly, the next two years will be very revealing. It's going to be, you're correct, Carlos. It's totally going to be a race to the bottom. Absolutely a race to the bottom, um, in terms of like wages, but also in terms of um discourse, it's already like gutter like, but it's gonna get worse, and it's down to people like us to provide the opposition because it's not gonna come from anywhere else, is it? Let's be honest. So, yeah, bollocks to them, every single fucking blood clot, one of them. But um, better to die on your feet than live on your knees, isn't it? So a couple of more. Zip base—they're aiming at the older voters as they know younger people can't be asked. Always been the, the way, and this is exactly why we've got to reignite. Your, like everybody, really. I mean, it shouldn't be like age—just age appropriate. But as we've seen, like, like with some of these um, studies that are being done, it's only eighteen and twenty-four year olds who have a positive um, view of Corbyn, and it reduces exponentially until you get into the 60, 60s and over. I'd suggest that's down to a variety of reasons, but mainly because young people are mad savvy with the internet and they're just like, hang on a minute, is that true? No, it's not true. There you go. But it's not even about Corbyn either. I mean, like, I have a mixed view of the guy personally, and that's based on like what he's done and what he hasn't done, and I think people should. But it's what he symbolizes and represents um, or did and that's important so we need to as a movement i feel just stand up and just be like right we need to inhabit that space with or without jeremy and we need to reignite this because look there's people like having real mental health issues at the moment and a lot of it's down to the fact they have no hope so that's the one the, the problem i've got with jeremy and other like so-called leaders on the left go to your fucking like <laughs> rallies and do this and do that and do the fucking third but you are in a privileged position where you're a politician and you can actually do something. So you all are. And that's the fucking problem I've got with you. So there'll be no talking until then. Do something. Do something. Don't be waving Starmer through because we'll prove every bloody day why that shouldn't be the case. Every day. And we'll basically to do everything we can, everything we can, to try and get some kind of new progressive movement off the ground. Look, if if 2019 affected me just as it affected you, but I'm sick of all this fucking self-indulgence, we need to pull our heads out of our arse and realize what's happening. Because I tell you what, we're opponents, they're not taking a day off, kids. So we shouldn't either, unless you have a fucking road crash or some kind of like weird fucking COVID thing. In which case, take a day off, work a four-day week. I want to work a four-day week. When we build this, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing because I think we should be doing these things. Um, but right now, not so much. Let's see what we've, if we've got anything else for you here. Just bear with us. We do actually, I wanted to show you a couple of bits on degrowth, but for whatever reason, it doesn't appear to be in the online studio. So I'm just going to pop it in and we'll close the show with this bit because I think it's important, right? Because... Labour, the Tories, everybody else, um, are talking growth. Where's this? I want to introduce this. I'm going to do like a full show on degrowth, right? But I want to just introduce it now uh, for the audio people. Um, there's a lot of different um, graphics. And at the top, sustainability, never deteriorate, support ecosystems. This is just what degrowth is: circularity, waste not, want not um cooperation people and planet not profit useful production what is not needed should not be made how many things under so called innovation capitalism are just made and like they barely used i'd love to see some stats on that but like you know there's a great plastic garbage patch the size of whales in the middle of the pacific ocean i'd strongly suggest we need to start like sorting ourselves out i'm not going to read them all out but you know if you want to please do um there's a lot there and we need to get to the end of the show Also, a degrowth economy across sectors, uh, Source Dupree 2022. Some industries will shrink, have to shrink. Um, Some industries will transform and grow, um, and that's towards a sustainable economy with less overall production and consumption. Now, this is um, the only only rational approach for humanity if we want to have the planet still be livable. And we have to start moving towards this now. And I say now because we should have done it previously, but we didn't. So here we are. We can achieve and change this now. But yet we've got Labour and the Tories talking about like, oh, growth, growth, growth. We're destroying the bloody planet. And these psychopaths think it's more important that they get a turn in the job of Chancellor. These people are psychos, man. It's just pure denial at this point. And I'm sick and tired of like trying to like be all like, Oh, well, let's be sensible. There's nothing sensible about the irrationality and the radicalism of the Tories and labor, because at end stage capitalism, all they are doing is, is it's just radical, not in a good way. And I mean, to be honest, I want to get away from using words like radical in our movement, because it's ridiculous. It tends to be just about like people going, I'm really radical me. Um, it's not helpful because the things that we have are rational like degrowth. This is not radical. It's rational in what we should be doing. Don't let our opponents choose the language we use for ourselves. So, um, I mentioned this the other day. Um, I'm going to vote Green Party and um look, I know, and I want to mention this, I don't necessarily agree with um, the change that the Green Party of England and Wales made um, regarding um militarism um, at their current uh, conference. But It's a dangerous time and these people have some answers and um, if you compare it to Corbyn's 2019 manifesto, it's actually about the same. So if we're going to support that, then I don't think we should let that stop with supporting these. Um, So what the Green Party are saying, we need to challenge the growth mantra, Molly Scott Cato, finance and economy spokesperson. Um, Green Party saying, is there an alternative to growth, growth, growth? Yes, yes, yes. Green Party Molly was joined by Caroline Lucas and others for a fascinating discussion on growth at LSE News as part of our 50th anniversary celebrations. Great. You might be the Tory Gardening Club. That's all right, though. You're saying the right things on that and other things as well. If you were involved in the show the other day, you would know this. Right. That's 40 minutes, a bit longer than we normally do, but I think that's what we need to do. Zoe's saying on the way out, Have you seen the changes coming to Universal Credit and PIP regards? Getting rid of the WCA, it won't end well. I did. Zoe, can you send us a little bit of information on it? And we'll cover it on the show, mate. And um, yeah, try and get the word out. Jacqueline's in. Hi there. Hi there, mate. Sorry you missed missed it a bit earlier today. um, As I said at the top of the show, um, I'm just trying to get my sleeping pattern sorted out. So I'm doing them a bit earlier because I'm just awake too much. I, I saw my health app and I've averaged four hours a night over the last two months. And I was scared to look back further. Um, since the dog and the crash and all of that. So I got like a seven hour one last night just under. So I'm buzzing. So apologies. Um if you are missing it and it's not regular time. We're likely going to go to a more regular time of say 10, 10 30 in the morning. Um, but we'll see how things level out because I'm trying not to overdo things and just balance all these like health things. So apologies that you're missing it at the minute. But um, you know, when we get a regular time, we'll obviously get um the full crew out and and that'll be good. So anyway, if you want to help support my work, go to patrun.com forward slash daily patreon.com forward slash daily Also a link in the description. If you want to make a one-off donation, we'll work via PayPal. Seriously, somebody did it yesterday. Shouts to Lizzie. Thanks for becoming a patron. I was so tired yesterday. And I like I'm I didn't tell you what was happening for us. I was sitting there like eating a bowl of cereal like just so tired. Just feeling like really dark and low and knowing it's just lack of sleep but just being like oh man i can't even find sleep and then ping me phone went new patron it was lizzie thank you mate like thanks thanks liz honestly i don't think you realize how much of a lift and how much that changed my day it's a rights log at the minute like balancing work and life is hard right now especially the, the stuff that we do but things like that give a lift your comments give a lift you liking and sharing this wherever you're viewing it youtube spotify our Podcasts, nice reviews it all helps watching on the playback at 7 p.m that helps leaving comments there i'll respond and that helps um cow daily community tab um moving all your comments from facebook over to that that helps hugely helps bless the algorithm yeah all of those things please help with that much appreciated right i'm gonna go and buy some herbal teas thanks to the patrons for paying for that man much appreciated as ever um big love to all and keep fighting fascism fuck every single one of them and do you know what it is if we stand together there's no reason to be scared because we can't be beaten much love respect and thanks for giving us hope all years see you later <laughs>